ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who are brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, this station's mask. What's up, ladies and gents? Another episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy. I got my guy Chris here with me from uh, Stories from a Bar. Hey, Chris, buddy. How you doing? Doing great. Living the dream, my friend. <laughs> yeah, me too. How's the podcast going? It's going good. I've been on a, a little break over the holidays and stuff, uh, but uh, I'm getting some fun stuff lined up. I'm doing, I've been looking forward to the, doing this today with you because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite movies. Yes, yes, which is Army of Darkness. If you guys didn't know that, you know now. And... um. I'm just going to ask you a quick basic question. Are you a horror fan, really? or It's horror movies for me, hit and miss. Okay. Like, I definitely grew up in the Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. Jason era. So those movies were fun as a kid. I kind of don't watch that many horror movies. I kind of went the way of comedy, kind of okay. more into comedy movies, which is uh, <laughs> Army of Darkness and the Evil Dead movies. It's great mix of it cheesy really horror comedy I, I got a suggestion for you. If you like cheesy horror comedy, I'm always down for a and messed up jokes. Yeah, and this movie's on YouTube. Actually, check out Thanks Killing. <laughs> I've I've heard about that one. Oh, I, listen, it's one of my favorite as far as like a quote unquote B rated or even lower rated movie. Probably one of my favorite ones. Hilarious. A killer turkey. It can't get much funnier. I've, I got to look it up. I've definitely. You're not the first person to tell me about it. I'll have to send you the link. But I love. I just put it in Twitter last night. Actually. My girlfriend Sarah's big on horror movies and loves really? horror movies, so it usually ends up if we go see one. Me watching the movie, either having to cover part of her eyes for her because she's scared as she holds onto my arm. <laughs> That's or, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's beautiful. I did. Uh, I like a lot of the supernatural type horror stuff. Okay. See me, I'll watch anything. 
And, I mean, um, I'm always down to watch yeah, just oh, about yeah. anything. But. but I mean, like, I'm the type of horror fan where someone's like, listen, I just watched, I was just used Thanksgiving, and that movie sucked. I'm going to be like, listen, I have to go see that movie. And my reason is because, like, with, with horror versus any other genre, in my opinion, if somebody tells you it's a shitty movie, you're still going to go check it out to see why it's shitty or... Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. Because what fucked up happened, you're like, oh, this movie is really not that bad. What are they talking about? I like to judge movies based... Well, for myself. Yeah, same here. It's like, uh, and actually, bad reviews and terrible scores probably intrigue me even more. That's, <laughs> I was going to say scores. that. I'm like, I'm like how bad could this possibly be? Like, I need to see this for myself. Rotten Tomatoes gave us a two? Well, I got to go see that. <laughs> and, you know, it doesn't, always, that logic doesn't always work. Sometimes it's a two for a reason. <laughs> oh, I, I'm not saying those, this can't possibly be correct yes. in their rating, but. But I remember, um. I seen this on Facebook the other day. Facebook posted a horror group. Like, how do you know? Actually, it was on another podcast. Or someone asked them how they do their ratings. I forgot what they're saying exactly. The way I do my movie ratings is like, if that's the only movie that exists in the world for that time, it's like how I felt about that movie at that time. I can't compare, for example, a movie like Army of Darkness to The Conjuring because they're wait. They're just two different movies for one. I did like The Conjuring. I loved them. It was they were really good. I enjoyed those. They they were done so well. But they're they're two different types of movies, and it's like. Even so, you gave Army of Darkness a ten, and you gave Conjuring a ten. People like, or say you gave Conjuring an eight, but you said Conjuring was a better movie. People like, how would you do that? Like, look, it's just how I feel about this movie. Yeah, you kinda, you got to be open minded, especially when it comes to well, Army of Darkness. It's it's an older movie now. I think we're going on about twenty seven, twenty eight years. It was released in ninety two. Yep, and uh, it knows exactly what it is, and I think that's why it works mm-hmm. for them. It's it came out to of course moderate reviews. And kind of developed a real cult following afterwards. Yes, it definitely did. But, I mean, they knew what they were doing. It's the slapstick. That's, mm-hmm. They play to their strengths in it. It works. It really works. And that's another thing with horror is you can do, you can kind of go in any direction with horror. You can do a comedy horror. I've never seen like a romantic horror, but I. That would be interesting. I'm sure they've got to be out there. I guess you, maybe Dracula to an extent, some of those movies. I don't know which one, but to an extent. But. Nothing too over the top. <laughs> they even have horror musicals, which I think is just oh, crazy. Yeah. I seen one called um, I don't know if they put it in the musical category. What the hell was it called? Well, I mean, there's the Army of Darkness, mu- well, Evil Dead musical. That's true. <laughs> there is which that. I, I still need to see. I missed it last time I came to town. Oh, I hope it didn't stop recording. Oh, it didn't. It's just going slow. Scared me, computer. <laughs> damn technology. <laughs> oh, damn! What was this? It was about um. It's called something poultry, poultry guys, and parts of the movie they started singing, and it was it was Re- bad. You're really into the chicken horror. Yeah, I, <laughs> I had to see it. I'm like poultry guys. I'm like, let me check this out. That one I didn't like so much, but I finished it. That's another thing with horror movies. It could be the shittiest movie in the world, but I'm gonna finish it. Like punishing myself, and I always say I never regret watching a movie because it's like if I regret watching that movie, I erase from my memory. I'm gonna eventually watch it again. Mm-hmm. And have to sit through that bullshit again. So it's like, you know what? Let me just watch it. Oh, well, like I said, getting ready for this podcast, I watched Army of Darkness. I've watched it twice over the last week, and it's the first time in years mm-hmm. since I've seen it. And it's just as great as I remember. That's awesome. See, for <laughs> me, I've heard you talk about it. I've heard Anthony talk about it here and there, my friend Henry, and a bunch of other people that love horror. And they're just like, listen, you just got to check the movie out. And I'm like, I don't, for, at first, I was like, I don't remember if I seen it. I watched it today. I was like, there's no way in hell I've seen this before. <laughs> That's the stuff that happened in that movie. You're not going to forget something like that. No. And there's, 
and we'll get into it, but there's some of my favorite quotes that I had forgotten about, and then as soon as I heard it in the movie again, I'm like, holy crap, I remember running around high school or middle school whenever I saw it, just repeating that quote yep. and laughing to myself. That's one thing I love about these type of movies is the, the one-liners are the, oh my gosh. Uh, Bruce Campbell is a quote machine in this movie. And again, back to Thanksgiving, the one-liners in that movie, you will be in tears. You probably use them around the house and annoy your girlfriend like we all do, but that's well. I mean, that's the most fun, isn't it? We can't help that. We don't do it on purpose, ladies. We just don't know any better. I kind of. Well, okay. Do Chris it does it on purpose. <laughs> not all the time. Yeah, not, that's what I mean. Not all. We're not always trying to be annoying. Sometimes, Sometimes we're it just, is. We're just being us. Yes. By the way, I want to give a shout out, mm-hmm. keeping the part, uh, the stories from a bar part alive here. I brought some beer today. Yes, I picked it up from uh, another local place called Common Roots Brewery. First time I've actually had any of their stuff, I picked up a nice little four-pack of Good Fortune IPA, and I got to say, this is quite delicious. Oh, IPA, Indian Pale Ale. I never knew that. Yes, sir. Hmm, learn something every day. There you go. See that? Alcohol's educational. Oh, you're hanging out with the right guy. I am. <laughs> White people know their beers. By the by the, <laughs> by the way, thanks for the uh, the warning message before coming over. It's cold in the attic, even for white people. Be sure yeah. to dress warm. <laughs> well, the reason why I say this, as you guys all know, is for one, I always make race jokes, and two, I've seen when I go to high, when I was in high school, be snowing out, cold as shit. The only people you see coming to school with no coat on and a t-shirt and shorts is white people. That's true. Why? First of all, it's not too me, cold. No. Certainly not me. Certainty. There's, I think the ones that did it didn't get a spanking when they were little, going outside like that. So they were just like, you know, I can, I can go out there. My mom's not going to care. No me? way, man. My mother would have beat the hell out of me. Where are you going? I'm a freaking freezing. I hate winter. I, me too. I, I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't stand this cold-ass weather. But I don't want to go anywhere else because I'd rather deal with the snow than going somewhere where it's real nice out and dealing with the tropical storms. Cause Honestly, if I'm scared of that. Not a big fan of the snow. If it just didn't snow on roads, like, all right, winter it's would be great. Why do you say that? I'm like, if it just snowed like on the lawn in the backyard, winter would be, it'd be beautiful. I would yeah, love it to snow out. It would be great. It's not the same. Like, we have to get them go to work now. So it's not like, you know, oh, cool, we got a school day. No, nope. yeah. Or a snow day. Snow days don't really happen that often now. It has to be real bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this movie, man. Yes, yes. So. I'm, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm not I want to hear your thoughts on this. I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, it was, I, I haven't spoken to you since you've watched it, so I'm very <laughs> I literally watched it this morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Procrastination. I like it. Just, well, because I had a podcast last night, so I'm like, if I watch. If I watch that movie earlier in the week and then not watch it again till when not watch it again, I'm gonna get mixed up. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I watched it this morning and I really enjoyed it. Oh my goodness! I just love how <laughs> Bruce Campbell is so freaking great. And oh, I yeah. see why people like him a lot. There's a reason he's had such a sex- successful for <laughs> slurring my words here, and I haven't even <laughs> really drank that much, but. There's a reason his he's been able to maintain such a successful kind of B actor type level career, mm-hmm. and it's because he plays to his strengths, like I was talking about. Like, he knows what he is, what people like, what he's known for, mm-hmm. and he just hams it up, and it's great. And uh, off of that, he's in the right genre for it. Oh yeah, he's because he's again, fantastic at with it. horror fans. We like everything. I mean, it's it's got the horror aspects because they're fighting off yep. the army of de- undead skeletons and things like that. Yeah. It's got some slapstick in it. Mm-hmm. It's got a fun bit of comedy. It 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 has everything. So that, and one of uh, 
when I was watching it, my DVD doesn't have a commentary, which I was kind of disappointed, but there was a nice 20-minute segment talking with the uh, two of the main prop and puppeteer masters. Nice. This movie was made 1990, 1991, mm-hmm. introduced in 92 at a festival and debuted in the rest of the states in 93. But they mentioned this is all pre-CGI, so there is no CGI in this movie. Which I love because... It I, is all puppets and background actors that's and puppeteers. The best. That's the best. Between that and the special effects things, because for me, CGI... If it's done a little bit in movies, it doesn't bother me. But if it's like the whole movie CGI, I'm like, <coughs> come on now. This is bullshit. It works great, and it, I don't think it's anything you could do today. See, with CGI? Yeah. Uh, if they or, were going to – well, they tried re – they did remake the first Evil Dead movie. But I think if you tried to remake Army of Darkness now and just tried to fill it out CGI, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be it wouldn't anywhere. Work. It wouldn't, just wouldn't work, man. It wouldn't work, and it's it would be one of those things where if they did remake that movie – Things how you've seen it, you know, you've seen it as a kid and growing up versus me just seeing it the first time, you would probably hate it more than me because it's like, okay, I know how this movie really is. Yep. Or if it was, you know, say if I'd never seen this one and just seen the remake, I'm like, oh, the remake's pretty cool. I I mean, I'd certainly want to see it and I'd go into it with an open mind. Yeah. Because I think people are get way too critical when they love the source material as much as they do. I try not to be that way. Yeah, it's hard too. sometimes. It, it, it's hard. But I'm getting better at it, especially with a horror podcast. I can't just go in every movie, oh, man, this is going to fucking suck. <laughs> or this is going to be great and be disappointed. You got to just go in there like zero expectations. <coughs> so what got you, um, if you remember, what got you into this this movie? Let me see. I was living in, I'm from, uh, I'm from the Schenectady area, and I moved down to South Carolina for a while, made some new friends, and they actually introduced, I believe I found out about it through them. Okay. Because they were into that kind of stuff. Mm. And uh, I remember watching it and just kind of loving it. <laughs> like, wow, this is <laughs> Laughing. Awesome. Like, this is, just, this is just awesome. I sat there with a smile on my face pretty much the whole time. <laughs> just because the ridiculousness of it, the level it reaches, and it's, it's just great to see what they could do. My wife wouldn't watch this with me. And she's a fan of horror, but... Oh, my girlfriend won't watch it. She hates Bruce Campbell. She's it almost like... destroyed the relationship. <laughs> she, li- she, she doesn't like, like, real cheesy comedy horror. She won't sit... No. Like for real quick, then we'll get back into this. But I was watching Thanksgiving one and three for a Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> there's right? more than one. Yeah, there's part one and part three. There's no part two. Part three, they're searching <laughs> of, for of part course. two. <laughs> it's weird. But anyway, she comes in the room when I'm watching part three, sees what's going on, on the screen, and she just gets up and leaves. Yep. Sarah, uh, yeah, my girlfriend Sarah won't even try to watch it. She's like, I feel like my IQ just dropped a few points watching this, and yeah. just walked out the room. <laughs> like, well, okay. It's not for everyone. No, it's not. So, you know, those type of movies, I don't even ask her to watch them. <clears throat> but back with this movie, again, like I was saying, I love the comedy aspect. And just, I like how it would get serious for a moment and then just silly as shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not one long joke. They take their comedy, the yeah. comedy aspects of it very seriously. And it starts out in an apartment store. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh, yeah. Well, well I, mean, I mean, when he's telling a story, first you see him when the, um, what the I don't know what the hell he was he was chained up, you know, walking yep. as a slave, and then he's talking about how he started. Yeah, the uh, well, the plot for the movie that anyone who doesn't hasn't seen the Evil Dead movies or this one, this is the third movie of the Evil Dead franchise, mm-hmm. and it basically picks up where Evil Dead Two left off. And Evil, the end of Evil Dead Two, he gets one or two, but they both basically take place in the cabin in the woods. Uh, evil book, the Necronomicon. Someone reads 
a passage from it. This portal opens, it sucks Bruce Campbell mm-hmm. basically through a time warp, and he ends up in about 1300 BC, right? Yeah. Yeah. When the King Arthur time frame. Which was just. <laughs> so, Army of Darkness basically picks up from there, and he's being led in shackles basically to a pit to yep. be killed because they think he's, he's with, with the enemy. With Henry's crew. Yeah. I remember that. I remember the Henry's crew because my brother's name's Henry, so. Yep, and then, if, so the plot of this movie is eventually they realize he's not with the enemy, and he has to help save, save them, get save the Necronomicon. From, yep, get the Necronomicon. But he also has to get back home, also to get home and to prevent the Deadites from basically yes. killing everyone. Which was just <laughs> the part where he gets to the books. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there four books? And he's saying there's only three. There was three books. He was only expecting to find one. Oh, there was three. Okay. I know he was only expecting to find one. Yeah. I remember he opens the first one up and he gets pulled in. He gets sucked in. <laughs> and the funny thing is when he gets sucked into the book, he's like, that, that was the wrong book. Yep. <laughs> just, like that, those little lines like that, I love. Because you don't have to have them in there, but it's just like, I just love it. It's great. And uh, Sam Raimi directed this movie, co-directed and co-wrote everything with his brother Ivan Raimi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Raimi, a big horror guy. Of course, he did the first Spider-Man trilogy, too. Which I did enjoy. A lot of people hate it, but... I thought it was definitely great at the time. Yes, first time. I haven't watched him in years, though. I gotta yeah. see. Sam Raimi has a unique way of doing things when it comes to his directing. Uh, definitely <laughs> tell with this movie. But, I, hey, keep doing it. But, and as I found interesting, like I said, I was doing a little research on the movie after I had watched it, because I haven't, I basically forgot everything about mm-hmm. it, because I haven't seen it in so long. A lot of the comedy came from Sam's brother, Ivan. Really? Written into the script, yeah. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. And I believe uh, there's the scenes where Bruce Campbell is at S-Smart, where he works, basically a knockoff of Walmart. Mm-hmm. Shop Smart, Shop S-Smart. Ivan Ramey is the associate he's talking to. Really? Yeah. Wow. At the very end, I think. Wow. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. <coughs> and actually, the movie's technically called Bruce Campbell vs. Army of Darkness. Really? Yeah. Damn. Which you don't realize because it's promoted as just Army of Darkness, but when they when you're watching it and they flash the title on the screen, it goes Bruce Campbell vs. Army of Darkness. You're right. It's one of those things you got to really, really be paying attention to, but don't you say it? Yeah. I vaguely remember it. Again, this is a first time watch for me people so well you're gonna you're gonna watch it again oh, i'm definitely gonna watch it again <laughs> because i have to i watched one recently i gotta watch two and i'm gonna have to watch three again and uh, i love this guy right here he comes over here with notes and everything I, oh yeah man but i got is, notes i'm prepared i'm letting him take this one over because this is his movie so oh oh okay. <laughs> i appreciate it yeah no problem <laughs> what were your favorite parts of the movie um my favorite parts of the movie. I'll have to say one part that stands out to me right now. When he gets sucked into the portal, you see the truck, or sorry, the car, him, and the yep. tree. His his old, <laughs> I think it's like a 1978 Oldsmobile, gets sucked into the portal with him and just falls into the desert where he drops. Yep. And eventually <laughs> eventually when they get there, when you know when he gets to the desert or whatever, when they they see him there, the people there see him there, and they're trying to attack his car. Yeah. <laughs> like, Talk about how much armor it has. They, they don't know what it is, yeah. I was just laughing. That was one of the parts. And the boomstick, the gun. This is my boomstick. This is my boomstick. I was like, yes. I was wondering where the hell that came from. I was like, okay, finally I know yep. this, These this are reference. quotes that if someone listening to this hasn't seen the movie, but if they'll probably recognize some of the quotes mm-hmm. that we rattle off during this. 
And uh, one thing I have forgot because I hadn't watched it in so long. He, of course, uses a chainsaw to replace his hand that he cut off. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but he doesn't use it as much as I thought he did in this movie. It's re- He really only uses it in like the first 15 minutes or so. Yeah, because he loses the chainsaw and he rigs his hand up something and his hand's super yep. strong. Yep. And he ends up with... I paid attention to the end. He actually ended up keeping that hand oh, yeah. throughout the movie. I'm thinking he's going to go back to the chainsaw, yep. but nope, he didn't. No, he uses the chainsaw in the beginning. There's a, a part where he gets, where he's, before they know mm-hmm. that he's there to kill deadites or can at least help them, where he gets pushed into a pit of death, basically. Yes, I remember that. And he's attacked. Yep. the thing in half. Or no, he, beheads her. Yeah, he beheads her. Uh, one of the guy people throw down throws down his chainsaw. Yep. Beheads the deadite, and then a monster comes out of the wall. But, uh, and here's a fun fact the guy dressed up in that monster suit, mm-hmm. same guy that dresses up as the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters. Same actor. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's kind of cool, though. Oh, yeah, man. I wish I had a figure of that little damn monster thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell it was, but I was like, it looks kind of cool. Yeah, but after the pit, you don't really see his chainsaw that much anymore, or at all, really. You see it here and there, but you don't really see because I'm trying to think. I thought you seen it like one more time. Vague, you kind of vaguely see it here. And yeah, there. well, he doesn't use it. But he doesn't that, use it. Yeah. But um, what were some of your favorite parts? Oh man, <laughs> the uh, the part when he climbs out of the pit, and I believe supposed supposed to be Kane Arthur, Arthur, I believe. Mm-hmm. He's standing face to face with him. He's like, "Your shoes untied." Arthur, of course, looks down, and then he just decks him with yes. an upper decker. And you know, <laughs> uppercut. I said upper, upper decker. decker. You know, as we had me laughing about that. A medieval upper decker. Yes. They don't have the toilets though. No, they don't. They probably just shit in the pit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the part you just brought up, I'm thinking, I'm like, their shoes aren't even tied they, at they, all. <laughs> That's what made it funnier. Like, it, it took me a second to have it click, but you look down, you see the. They're wearing that armor. You know, they wore the armor and all that crap yep. all over their feet. And I'm like, this guy really looked like – he didn't even look like he wanted to look down at first. He was like, wait a minute. And then he just kind of glances yeah. down, then he looks, gets uppercutted. I mean, uh, yeah, the whole movie's quote-worthy and yeah, there's little scenes that I can't even – you can't even remember them all. But I, My memory's horrible. <laughs> what uh, – being an independent movie, it was only – I'm trying to think of how much money they spent on this movie. I think it was only like 11 or 12 million they had to put this movie together. Wow. And I think the studio would only finance about half of it, a little more. Mm-hmm. So I know Bruce, Sam Raimi, and a producer or two, director, kicked in That's some money that, on their part. That right there is freaking awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And it, I love it. Independent horror is so good. That's an, it's another thing about the Evil Dead movies. They were based pretty much mostly all independent. Like the studio... They find, eventually got some studio back in mm-hmm. after a little success. <clears throat> and now they have such a huge freaking cult following. Oh, it's ridiculous. It's it's, it's like if <clears throat> the people who made this movie, it's like if somebody could tell the future, be like, look, it, this is, listen, we need to back this because 10, 20 years down the line, people are going to just fucking love this movie. It's, uh, I mean, it's referenced a lot if you talk to people who make horror movies now as inspiration. Mm-hmm. It is. It really is, especially the independent you know, the independent people and all that. And I just, I love it, though. It was a fun movie. I definitely need to watch it again. And, <coughs> excuse me, and I definitely highly, 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 <laughs> highly recommend it if you're into the whole horror comedy stuff. In fact, I think, um, like I said, this was the third in the Evil Dead trilogy. Evil Dead 2, they actually wanted to do this for that, but they didn't think they could pull it off. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. And they pulled it off. And I think, uh, as I was reading some stuff on it, Bruce Campbell even said it was originally designed to go back to the past, Evil Dead 2, mm -hmm. to 1300, but they couldn't muster it at the time. So we decided to make an interim version, not knowing if this story would ever actually get made. <laughs> and look at what happened now. And they made it. And it was glorious. <laughs> I got one for you. If they were to make an, another one now, would you watch it? Would you want to? Would you want them to make another one? An Evil Dead Four. I'd be. Cur I mean, yeah, I'd watch it. <laughs> I think Bruce Campbell's basically said he's retired from okay. from that character, from that, Ash yeah. Williams, because there was for a while there. There was they were gonna make an Army of Darkness too. Okay. But it ended up uh, turning into the TV show on Stars, Ash vs Evil Dead instead. I never. How was that? Oh, it's great, man. I, I need to watch that. I know you and Anthony kept telling me I should yep, check it out. you got to check that. It's the perfect follow-up. Ash is, of course, old now. Yeah, <laughs> he's, understandable. He's still working at S-Mart, <laughs> and okay. he still has the Necronomicon, so he's still fighting off deadites. Lucy Lawless is in it, who's a big... Her and Bruce Campbell are big friends and have done a lot of work together. Okay. But uh, she was in with all those guys, too, and does a lot of horror work as well. Now, with him working at S-Smart, did he at least get a promotion, or is he still just like a... Still same. Still the same. Ash from Housewares. Well, you know, he has a, he has a fight off dead. I guess he doesn't really have enough it's time true. to move up the ladder. He had other things, more important things to take care of, like saving the world. Yeah, the TV show was great. Ran three seasons. Three seasons? Yeah. That's not bad. No. Definitely have to check that one out. And uh, actually, the working title for Army of Darkness was Medieval Dead. <laughs> I would have still watched it. Oh, absolutely. Medieval man. Dead. <laughs> now, um, okay. What would you... Shit. One to ten. How many boomsticks would you give this movie out of ten? Uh, how many boomsticks? I liked it better than Evil Dead 1 and 2, and I did enjoy Evil Dead 1 and 2. I mean, I'd give it the full ten boomsticks if ten we're going boomsticks, boomsticks route. I'm you got to be into this kind of movie. You do. You really do. And I am. I'm going to give it seven and a half, maybe an eight. Enjoyed it. I like the first one better, though. And I love the remake, the Evil Dead remake, the original, mm -hmm. you know. I watched it. It was good. I got to rewatch, or I have to watch part two. But, yeah, this movie was just, it was definitely out there. Again, if you're someone who's serious, you know, you don't like the comedy horrors and all that stuff. And, uh, don't watch this. <laughs> no, it won't be up your alley if you're not into a little mm -mm. comedy horror B movie type stuff. But if you are, and if you do, a l even if you know some of the background on the movie, it makes it even more interesting. Because, mm -hmm. uh, like I, I mentioned this already, it was pre CGI, so there's no CGI in this movie. Which so they were basically pulling from every trick in the visual book they could to slice some of these scenes together. I mean, obviously it shows in some spots. Yeah, of course. But, but I like that kind of stuff, though. We're talking a lot of puppet work. I love With puppeteers. A lot. And from what I learned just watching the 20-minute bonus feature on the DVD, basically in the big battle scene where they're attacking the castle, the army, mm -hmm. the, dark, the army of the dead, they had to dig a whole bunch of trenches for all the puppeteers to run around because they're, they're under... Like, all the puppet skeletons holding yeah. them up. Oh, wow. Even better. And Even better. Once you know that stuff, and I, I knew that before I watched it a second time this week, so I'm kind of looking for that stuff now to see mm -hmm. how good of a job they were able to 
basically cover all that up. It's amazing. See, now I got to, when I go back and watch it, I'm like, when you know a lot of the recording secrets, it makes it even more interesting to watch. I agree. And this is from a past podcast. I'm going to ask you the same question, which I already know the answer. As far as like them showing the special effects and how they did it, if they had that as a bonus feature, would you like that on a movie? Like on a Blu-ray? Oh, yeah, special? absolutely. See, I figured. Especially, I, especially when it comes to like horror movies and stuff. Yeah. Like, they're getting... It's amazing what they can get away with on film mm-hmm. and make it look so real in some cases these days. I was discussing this with um my friend Sam. I know you see me post like the normal terror thing a lot, yep. making that movie. He was asking me about that because he's saying when the movie comes out, they they well they would share things on Facebook like pictures and videos and stuff of their special effects. But he was talking about also putting it on a DVD, and I was saying as a fan, I love it. I was like, because you can go there, you watch them. Obviously, they're not gonna give away all the secrets, but you watch yeah. and you know that they take hours. Let's say forty hours to do something for a ten-minute scene. Uh, I re- it's I love ridiculous that. the amount of time it takes just behind the scenes yeah. to put everything together. It makes me like it so much more because of that. And if I, I mean, I don't buy a lot of physical media these days when it comes mm-hmm. to DVDs or Blu-rays, but when I do, I make I always watch the bonus features. It's one of the reasons I buy it, yeah. other than liking the movie, of course. But Yeah, same here. It's like I'd like to see the secrets and how they recorded things behind the scenes, get some more insight into it. And it just gives you a, more of an appreciation for it. It's like, wow, they took all this time for this two-minute scene. Oh, yeah, and they had a lot of fun with the puppets because <laughs> the, they gave them, they tried to give them personalities. And they had to make these things basically as light as possible, including the armor, because they're walking. Mm. The puppets have swords and shields and things like that. So a lot of stuff was made out of foam. Okay. A lot of stuff, basically as light as possible, because again, <laughs> there's puppeteers under these things trying to control them so they'll still move and not break. But, uh, and they also gave them voices, a lot of them. And a lot of that content was ad libbed. Oh, <laughs> I love when I hear that. When I hear, like, oh, that was ad libbed. Yeah, a lot of a lot so of the talk better. you hear from the skeletons and things like that was it's ad-libbed, ad-lib. and a lot of the voices were done by Sam Raimi. Damn, this guy's talented. Oh yeah, man, multi-talented. I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets a lot of the credit he deserves. Sometimes, and it might be nothing against these movies. I love them, but it might be just because the type of movies, you know. <laughs> Some people get so much credit for certain movies versus, you know, something like this. But this is just. It's great, and uh, the puppeteers. They there's the one of my fa- another one of my favorite scenes where uh, they're waiting for the army to attack. They take Bruce Campbell's car, and they basically they're modify it, it to tank like status. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Giant propeller on the front, and he's driving it around, cutting up all the skeletons yes. and stuff. They only had like forty of these skeleton puppets, wow. so they had to basically keep putting them back together. <laughs> And if you have the DVD and you watch that segment I was talking about, they say they probably destroyed these skeletons like 800 times. That's oh basically till they were dust. <laughs> like, okay, we can't put them back together. Sam anymore, Raimi's guys. keeps saying put them back together, and they're telling them we can't. There's nothing left to put back together. <laughs> they're just dust, same. <laughs> Which reminds me of another scene I really like is when um, the Deadites are coming to the castle, and they're on the castle shooting arrows at them, yep. and they're hitting the shields and just exploding. Mm-hmm. That was, I was like, that looks so fucking cool. Especially for its time, that looks so great. And uh, again, it goes back to a lot of the puppeteers pushing all the puppets forward. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, they were in the blast zone. were really close to it while they were filming. These little, the explosions that do go off. Yeah. <laughs> there's, that's, a, there's a lot of people out there. That's, wow. Just knowing that, I'm like, wow. 
I'm gonna have to move this movie up just because of that. This is a nine for me. Dangerous now. job, man. It is. And then uh, totally forgot where I was, what I was gonna say next. But uh, I assume you haven't read any of Bruce Campbell's books. No. He's got three books. Uh, two of them are basically a lot of his life and behind the scenes stuff, stuff that he, projects he's been involved in. One is a fictional story where he's himself mm. and uh, basically how he's. And it's really funny. I forgot the entire plot of it, but I do recommend the books. But if you read the books, you'll get a lot more insight into him, Sam. I mean, they grew up in Detroit, so he re- nice. I mean, he references uh, Michigan. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. But where <laughs> was I going with this? <laughs> if you read the books, you you get a little insight into the kind of friendship him and Sam have had because Sam likes to torture Bruce Sounds when they work friends. together. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. And I guess in this movie, Army of Darkness, Bruce was having a little trouble with the choreography when it came to the fights. Because mm-hmm. you're not fighting actual people. You're fighting puppets. Pup- yeah. P- pretending to fight puppets and stuff. So I guess they devised this kind of numbering system for his movements. And when they were talking to Sam about it, I believe the quote was, make it as difficult as possible. <laughs> so Sam... Holy shit. And it... it I don't. I read the books a while ago, so I don't remember everything from them. But I do remember the common theme that Sam liked to fuck with Bruce. <laughs> that means they're a really, really good friends. <laughs> yeah, it's a great friendship. So, what are these books called? I'm gonna have to check these out. Uh, Confessions of a B movie actor. If chins could kill. Confessions chins. of a because of his giant chin. Yes. The uh, the book that's more of a fictional story is called Make Love the Bruce Campbell Way, which I think is the best of the titles. <laughs> <laughs> Make love the Bruce Campbell way. They're really, they're really entertaining reads because you'll get a lot of insight on yeah the Evil Dead, the early days, other stuff he did. He was big on Xena, Warrior Princess. He mm-hmm. was in that show. The first time I remember seeing Bruce Campbell was the Ellen show. Her back, Not her talk show. She had a sitcom way back when. I don't remember that. Before she even came out as gay, Bruce okay. Campbell played her boyfriend on the sitcom. Wow. <laughs> would, you look at, would you look at that? I don't, that was definitely, I don't remember the time frame. That had to be early 90s, at least. Yeah. Before, was it before this movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, so maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. I could be wrong. I never, I didn't look it up. Oh, well, <clears throat> this isn't a factual podcast, people. <laughs> no, not at all. Not I'm with not, everything. <laughs> don't take everything I say with a grain of salt. Don't take anything I say with a grain of salt. <laughs> Google it. Listen, do you guys know how to use Google? Don't come here for facts. <laughs> you no, come here for entertainment. Not at all. Trying to see <coughs> what other interesting stuff do I have that I researched. Show notes you sent me too, because this guy did some great, great, great notes. It was. There's not a lot of times in my life where I sat down to watch a movie with a notepad. <laughs> it's funny you say this. My brother, my best friend, he lives out in Colorado now, right? We used to go to school together, a couple of years or whatever. But um, I've never seen him take notes or anything in school. He takes notes to come on this podcast. I was like, wow. That's, that's dedication right there. Oh, here's, what, here's that uh, quote I was talking about on making things difficult for Bruce. Bruce was cussing and swearing some of the time because you had to work <laughs> on the number system. Sam would tell us to make it as complicated and hard for Bruce as possible. Make him go through torture. I see. So we'd come up with these shots that were really, really difficult, and sometimes, sometimes they would take 37 takes. God damn. And... Most of this movie is filmed at night, so these were all night shoots, basically. I'm looking right here. It says the shooting shooting lasted about 100 days during the midsummer. Yeah, and, and then, night is its shortest mm, during summer. Mm. 
for pitch blackness of night. That's awesome, though. This. All right, now, how do you say that saying he was supposed to say when he found the book? Ah, I wrote that down, and... I'm looking at it, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Klaatu Barata Niktu. <clears throat> Another part of the movie I liked is when they're riding off on the horses, and the guy tells him, he's like, do you remember the saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he kept telling the saying, he's like, I remember, I got it. You're supposed to say the saying before you pick up the Necronomicon in the graveyard that and he's going to get. He didn't do that. And he remembers the first two words, forgets the third word, just remember that it's an N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Not the N-word you guys are thinking no, of no, either. No, nothing like that. <laughs> but, um, so he kind of says a couple things, and then he coughs and pretends to say it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it doesn't work out, and he picks up the book, and that's what wakes the army of the dead. To yeah. The, and, and they come to the castle. What and makes that funnier is when he gets back, they're like, did you say that? He's like, yeah, I said it. He's like, well, most of it. I said most of it. I kind of said it. I mean. <laughs> and then when they, and what made that funnier it's, again is he said that same line when he gets back to the store. Yeah. He's like, I, I kind of said And then you see the, you know, the camera kind of zooming in or panning in from and the distance and all that. For Hash's character, he's basically kind of a self-absorbed asshole. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he that really is. Eventually does the right thing to help these people fight, but. His, he does it his way. Yeah. Definitely. He's like, yeah, I, I, I kind of And did it. it was funny. As I looked up, I wanted to write that word down because I wanted to be able to say it for this. And I realized there's an actual pretty interesting background on just that phrase. Klaatu uh, Barata Nitku. Niktu, I think. <laughs> I'm having trouble with the N-word now. Mm -hmm. Again, not that N-word. but <laughs> A phrase that originated in 1951 science fiction film, The Day the Earth Stood Still. So this is not something they made up specifically for this scene uh let's see here. the humanoid alien protagonist of the film klaatu instructs helen benson who's a character in the movie that if any harm befalls him she must say the phrase to the robot gort i've never seen this film so i have no idea who these characters are me either in response gort relents from destroying the earth and resurrects klaatu from death the robert oh apparently there's a robot hall of fame really i learned that in some of my research here as well the Robot Hall of Fame describes the phrase as one of the most famous commands in science fiction. Nice. So, <clears throat> right there, I'm like, that's super interesting. No, it really is. And somebody named Frederick S. Clark of Cinefastique, I think that's how you say that. It looks right to me. It was, uh, it was a horror, fantasy, and science fiction film magazine, which I guess is no longer around. Called it the most famous phrase ever spoken by extraterrestrial. <laughs> Speaking of magazines, horror magazines, did you notice the Fangoria magazine in his trunk, Bruce Campbell's trunk? <clears throat> uh, I did not see that. There's a lot of stuff in his trunk. I didn't see There everything. was a rope. I remember the rope and stuff, but I've seen, like, it was in the, I don't even know how to explain it. Towards the top somewhere, there was a Fangoria magazine in there. I was like, oh, I got to remember that. See if Chris <laughs> remembers this. I hope I, I remember. I didn't see that. He's, because he goes into, once they bring his car in to work on, mm -hmm. before the big battle scene. Mm-hmm. He opens his trunk, and there's just all kinds of chemistry books, junk. I yep. know there was an old bottle of Coca-Cola in there I remember seeing. Yep, and I was like, i got to see if you remember <laughs> seeing the magazine. I don't remember seeing the Fangoria magazine. Did you know there was the original ending for the theatrical version was not the original ending? Or the ending in the? I kind of re I read what you were saying on it, but I didn't know that that was supposed to be different. So the theatrical version that got released... That was not the originally planned ending. I guess who was the film <coughs> company that put this out? Universal. Mm -hmm. 
they didn't like the original ending because it was too much of a downer. So they ended up re-recording the new ending, and that's what got released with the theatrical version. Oh. Where they use the Necronomicon after they finish the battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tells the ma- magic person, whoever makes the potions for the people at the castle, mm-hmm. the potion to make to get Bruce Campbell so that he basically sleeps and wakes up in his own time again. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the theatrical version, they make the potion, he takes it, and wakes up modern day working at S-Mart again, re- retelling his story to try to impress a co-worker. Like, yeah, they, I could have been king. They wanted me to stay and teach them. Yep. And But uh, in the original ending, same setup. They make the potion, drinks too much of it, wakes up in an apocalyptic future where just everything's destroyed. You see, and knowing that, I would have been okay with that. <clears throat> and I say that because especially at that time, that could open up a that could have opened up the part four right there somehow. It would be it would have been interesting. If they were allowed to take that and run, I'd be curious to see because I mean it was set up great for what they did with the TV show, Ash vs. Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. If they were able to go with that ending, I'd be curious to see if what would have come from it now that it's yeah. been like twenty seven years. But it's it's always one of those things like what if come on look what well if? and Sam Raimi even said he liked having he liked the fact that there were two endings that in one universe mm-hmm. Bruce has as happy ending as you can have and the other one he's just screwed <laughs> which works <laughs> it works either way it does work especially for again with a horror movie I don't really like seeing too many happy endings in horror it upsets me <laughs> <laughs> and the movie studio actually wanted a PG thirteen rating and. The first cut of the movie got an NC-17 rating. <laughs> so they had to meet in the middle to get that R rating. Mm, mm, mm. And uh, what was it that made it the NC-17 movie? I had that jotted down to, I think it was the way they beheaded one of the deadites. Yeah, the Motion Picture Association of America originally gave it an NC-17 rating for a shot of a female deadite being decapitated early on in the film. Mm. Which, Which was you don't see now. No. No. <clears throat> not so unless, you know that scene got cut. Not unless it's an R rating, which, again, this this movie was really fun. Like I said, I, me personally, my number one is Slasher because I love the gore. and. Oh, yeah, and there's plenty of gore. Yeah, <laughs> there is. They, uh, and then another thing you learn from reading Bruce Campbell's books, they loved the excessive amount of blood. <laughs> oh, man, it's the first, especially the first one was so, oh, gosh. I love it, though. <laughs> They were they went to extremes. Like I said, they they played towards what they knew they were trying to do. <clears throat> I like when movies do that though. When they try to they push the was push the envelope. That the same. You, you couldn't try to make this a serious movie. Oh no! If you did, this movie would have been horrible. If they tried to make this a serious movie, it would not be a cult classic right now. It would have messed it all up. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. And like I said, Bruce Campbell is a quote machine in this movie. Yes. I loved some of the quotes. In fact, the um, the last line of the movie where, of course, he, the last scene of the movie, he's back in S-Mart. Mm-hmm. A deadite appears out of nowhere, and he ends up shooting it and saving this girl and his co-worker. Says, hail to the cane, baby, and then just bends the woman over and gives her a big kiss. Like, he does do that. The last words of the movie are probably some of the most iconic words he's ever been known for. 
he did that really happen, people, and I'm going to give you a heads up right now. Spoilers. <clears throat> Don't do that. Do Oh, there's always spoilers in this podcast. Oh, yeah. well, right you know, it's been 27 years, yes. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the only way I don't do spoilers is if it's in theaters, which I usually don't touch those movies anyway, or if I get like a um like I've had a couple of people that do like indie films send me something and I'll say please don't you can discuss it just don't spoil it too much. I won't spoil it then. Other than that, it's it's getting spoiled. And there's uh the one quote I actually remembered immediately when I heard it uh running around that really stuck with me. Once the battle's ending and the, some of the skeletons are running away, <laughs> there's one that just goes, let's get the hell out of here. Ah! <laughs> <coughs> you know what? Another scene um, in the beginning when Bruce Campbell's pointing people out. Mm-hmm. And I remember he points out the guy that's kind of balding and he's pushing him. Mm-hmm. And the guy didn't do anything. He looked real scared. And when Bruce Campbell leaves, his friend, like, looked at a point that he pushed. That's when he went sacked tough. I'm like, where was all this just, like, five seconds ago? There's a <clears> – and, of course, where he first asks uh, when he's being led in chains there with Henry and the opposing mm-hmm. people that they captured. And he's like, who are you? He's like, well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. <laughs> you're spout, yes. you're, and then it was something along the lines of you're spouting a lot of jack shit right now, and Jack's gone. Or something like that. Yes. I forgot the way he worded <clears throat> <Yep>. it. <laughs> I, I didn't remember what you're talking about. <laughs> I forgot how he worded it too, but I was just like, this guy, man. And then uh, another interesting thing I saw, there's a scene where basically after he comes up from the pit and they realize he could be the savior from the deadites, mm-hmm. there's a quick, a, excuse me, there's a scene where he's sitting there like a luxury chair, the open shirt with the chest hair sticking out, yes. and the women feeding him yes. like fruit exactly and things like that. With this one. That was um, that was actually a little bit of a filler scene, I guess. After they had put everything together, they need to fill out a little more time. So, <laughs> wow. So that was just kind of a scene that they added in. That's and it worked, and it actually had a great quote, which now I got to figure. Oh, the uh, <clears throat> there's a woman. That uh, as he's being let in and everyone thinks he's the enemy, there's a woman who immediately hates him because she thinks he killed her brother, her brother yep. in like the battle or something like that. So <laughs> this woman comes in, realizing that wasn't the case, and then says something, apologizes or says something, and then Bruce Campbell's like, first you want to kill me, now you want to kiss me." That's the quote I was that, just about yeah, to say. Yes. yes, all in that scene, and another again, <clears throat> what he did in this scene, he goes up to her, he says something to her. And grabs her and they just start kissing people. I'm letting you know right now, don't do that. This is the Me Too movement. Don't do what he did in his movies. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I remember um, back, I've watched most of the James Bond movies. There was a point a while ago where I would just put them all in my Netflix queue back when I was getting DVDs before I cut that out. Mm-hmm. So I, and I wanted to watch them all from the very beginning, mm-hmm. starting with like Sean Connery and everything. If you go back and watch those now, it's crazy because Sean Connery was basically forcing himself on those women yep. <laughs> as James Bond. Yep. So like, you, you didn't, you don't realize it unless you go back and watch it now. Like, holy shit! You, I, I, I know. It's like he would say something. He basically did not even give them time to react or say or no. say no at all. He'd like, well, she didn't say no. Did you give her a chance? She didn't say no. <laughs> yes. The which, oh man. But. Uh, trying to think if there were any great quotes give me some sugar baby that's what he says before he grabs her <laughs> good bad i'm the guy with the gun that's one i loved yep. where uh <laughs> after one of the most ridiculous parts of the movie where 
there's just a bunch of mini Bruce's yes, yes. that appear out of the broken mirror, <laughs> and one jumps down his throat. And it's and I remember thinking, because he wakes up in that windmill mm-hmm. after he's running from the evil that's awoken, mm-hmm. after he didn't say the words correctly. He looks in the mirror, sees his reflection, smashes the mirror, breaks, and then there's a bunch of little Bruce Campbell reflections that all come to life and are torturing him. And he eventually gets hit in the head and fall, gets knocked out, and he wakes up, and he's tied down to the ground. And I remember thinking, it reminds me of Gulliver's, tra- Gulliver's, Gulliver's Travels. And that was actually an homage to Gulliver's. Really? I can't say it. <laughs> Gulliver's Travels, yes. <laughs> that was the inspiration behind that scene. Interesting. And, of course, one of the little bruises jumps in his mouth and eventually... Comes out his shoulder. Comes out his shoulder and develops into a second ash. Which... And then they fight each other and he shoots Yes, yes, which was great. When he buries him, <laughs> comes back later in the movie. And it's, it's funny as the second head is growing out of him because when Bruce Campbell is actually the one talking, you can tell it's like a puppet head on his side. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, pre-CGI, man. Pre-CGI, Makes you appreciate still... it even more. I love it. I love it. I love the pre-CGI. I love special effects. It's just, it's the best. Oh, such a great movie. It really was. It really was. And I feel like it's one of those movies, it's from 92, but it held, it held, it holds holds up. up. It definitely holds up. And, um, have you ever seen his other, he's got a whole bunch of, a whole slew of horror B movies. I gotta, I'm gonna have to look into him, honestly. And I think for another episode down the road, we should talk about Bubba Hotep. Is that one of his movies? Bubba Hotep? I'm down. I'm down. I won't go into the plot line because, again, it's been a long time since I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. But he basically wakes up in a nursing home as an elderly Elvis Presley. <laughs> and he teams up with another guy in the elder, another elderly guy in the home because there's some kind of monster or something like that. I, you got me. I'm sold. They, I figured That's you it. would be. Oh, hell. Any horror movie, I'm going to watch it. Even I'll watch it at least once. You know. Oh yeah, absolutely. This this right here though, Army of Darkness, that's definitely gonna go in my rotation of watching it again. I highly recommend it. And plus it has some of the best movie posters I've ever seen. See, that's what I gotta look for, some movie posters. Now the poster you posted in Twitter, is that yours? Yep. Uh nice. no, that one's no? not mine specifically. Uh I think the first one I posted, I have a poster that I actually hung up at work. That's awesome. <laughs> in a in a professional office that's, in our cubicle. There's a giant Army of Darkness poster <laughs> I have hanging up. See, that's professional. You need that kind of stuff in your cubicle to make you happy. Absolutely. And my girlfriend, a long time ago, gave me, actually gave me a mouse pad that I think she got off like eBay or Etsy with Bruce Campbell and his chainsaw on it. Awesome. I get a lot of comments on it. And it's great. Everyone loves it. There you go. Now you got another one. I do. Thank you for that. (laughs) This one, now this one is basically a copy of the movie poster. That's what I have hanging up. Oh, boom. Now you're matching. Yeah. You can either hang it up or you could use it as a mouse pad. Like I said, there's a couple of them and they're all great. That's <clears throat> I like, like they like, again. It plays to what they know it is. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and going to the poster, like with that right there, I like the detail on it. I like what they did with that. I think it's really, really, really great. Ash with his shirt ripped open in the chainsaw. The woman clutching his leg, and of course all the little ashes poking at his ankle there with the fork. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Funny thing about that too, when he throws the fork at the one up against the wall. Oh yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> And then, of course, he tries to drink the boiling hot water to basically injure or kill the one that jumped down his throat. Which was, that's one of those scenes. It didn't bother me at all. I thought it was hilarious. But I'm just, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's so fucking ridiculous. Like, how does that not hurt? 
Well, I mean, he doesn't pretend like it doesn't hurt, at least. Yeah. But damn, I I couldn't do that. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> no, no. Great movie, though. Um, yeah. <clears throat> if there's anything that you can change about this movie, what would it be? More chainsaw action? I think that was, like I said, there's a... Um, I don't remember. There's a term for it. I don't remember what it is where you think you remember something correctly and it turns out you're wrong. Yep. <clears throat> and like, I think, I, watch, the ter- I think the term's called being a man, at least according <laughs> to women. <laughs> That's what they would have you believe. But there's an actual yeah. scientific term for it. And uh, like I said, I hadn't watched this movie in years before we talked about doing this podcast. So I mm-hmm. went back to rewatch it earlier earlier this week, <clears throat> expecting to see more chainsaw action than I did. And like I said, it, it really only uses it in, towards the beginning in like the first 15 minutes right. or so. More chainsaw action would have been cool. It would have been cool to see him cutting those skeletons. And when he's fighting himself, that would have been perfect for the chainsaw action. Oh, yeah. And uh, like I said, I'm trying to see if there was anything interesting I missed. The film itself, when it was in theaters, actually ended up about doubling its growth or doubling what it cost to make so it grossed to like 21 and a half million that's all that's always good but it was of course the vhs at the time and dvds and everything Mm -hmm. now has made it the cult really giving it the cult following it has and then with um like the cons i go just scare con monster mania all those cons i go to i tell you guys about yep you see all kind army of darkness there's always an ash walking around yes there was one at the comic con we went to in albany Last year, there was one. Did he have a big head, like a big head, ash thing on his head, or no? No, he was just dressed in basically the shirt and pants. I think he had the chainsaw. Okay, so that was Scarecon, and he had the, this guy had the chainsaw. My wife took a picture of him, which she's not here, so I can't ask her to send it to me, but I'll post it later. And he has like the you know the big head thing on, with the the blue shirt mm-hmm. and the the chainsaw. I was like, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> That is one thing about those cons I love. You could scare con, com con, all of them, people dressing up, and they Oh, man, do the, the so cosplay good. has gotten so involved these days, it's crazy. Oh, by the way, people, we met at uh, Empire State Comic Con last did. year through Anthony. We, we did, from Video Game Crosstalk, helping yes. him out. Yes, great weekend, it fun was times. Fun. Great time. He kind of had to uh, put us on the PG thing, because me and Chris were starting to talk about some wild stuff. We had to, <laughs> we had to be a little bit more professional. For the type of podcast he has. Oh, yeah. Mine, not so much. No. Nope. <laughs> this is a train wreck. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> but it works. People like to look at train wrecks. I don't know why. It's true. I, do. I have to look at an accident every time I drive by. But, yeah, um, at that con, actually, I think the best cosplay I may have ever seen was that alien. That alien? Holy shit, man. That oh, thing was like, huge. What the fuck? That's amazing. When a second person is involved <clears throat> to help basically carry your costume as you wear Yeah, <laughs> as the you tail. Wear. And direct you on where to look because the head is so large. I was like, well, that's detail. That's I love that stuff. I that freaking was, love it. Um, what was I watching? Or a buddy of mine, and I remember seeing a picture of this went to one of the cons, a friend of mine that lived in South Carolina, posted a picture back before one of the X-Men movies came out. Who's the uh, Oscar Isaacs played the villain, and I can't remember who oh, it was. I'm horrible with names. But... Um, I know, of course, not surprisingly, everyone was disappointed with how the character appeared, the appearance of the character in the, in the movie. movie. Oh, yeah. Because it was one of the major villains, and it's, it doesn't seem like the movie got anything right about his appearance. He posted a picture of someone in their cosplay from a Comic-Con, and like, holy shit, that looks more like... <laughs> who he's supposed to be than the, the who movie. Who he's supposed to be than the movie went with. 
Oh, man. So it's just really impressive. I like going to the cons and seeing what people can do these days because it, it can really blow your mind. Same here. People no. take that shit seriously. They they really do. It's I love it. I would love to dress up for a con. It's just mine wouldn't look that half as good. No, I uh, I tried pulling off Captain Morgan one year for Halloween where I actually had like the red coat and the long black hair and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And the only thing, it came out pretty good. And the only thing it really led to was people trying to get me to drink more Captain Morgan. I could see that. And me forgetting the night. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> I, you're better off just going off as Kevin Bacon every Halloween. You don't even have to dress up. Oh, man. Uh, there's a, uh, I look just like a young Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And I posted this picture on the stories from a bar Instagram. So if you scroll back through there, it's probably deep down in there now. Spit an image. Mm-hmm. Like I tried to use it. We have an instant messenger type program at work, and I tried to make it my profile picture. <laughs> Someone responded with an email, and they must have put too many people on it. He's like, and it, because someone didn't eventually mm-hmm. told someone else, and I had to take the picture off. But he just responded with spit an image, and then he posted another picture of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> I'm like, dude, that is Kevin Bacon. <laughs> hey, as far as I'm concerned, you're Kevin Bacon. Oh, so how are we doing bacon. on on time? Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, we got. I'm guessing about a, at least an hour in. Uh I mean, we could wrap it up whenever. Uh, let me ask you this: okay. Who you got uh, for the Super Bowl this year? Super Bowl. I hate to say it. You mean as far as the two teams going? Yeah. Well, who are you looking for? Who's left? I know. Oh, By the way, we got to finish these other two beers. Yes, we do. And I gotta. Rams and Saints are straight. No, sorry. Rams won last night. Super happy the Cowboys lost. Me too. I can't I'm a, stand I'm them. a Giants fan, so that makes me happy. I'm a 49ers fan, so with the Rams winning, it's still like shit because they're in my division. But I know way more asshole Cowboys fans. I get on my nerves. Oh yeah, that's one of the reasons I don't. I can't stand yeah. the Cowboys is their fans. And it's. I'm my, not gonna say all of them because I do know one or two that are, aren't no, annoying. The ones I know, not annoying in a bad way, but again, like if my team's doing good, I'm gonna talk shit. So, if the Cowboys would have won, I would have had to hear their mouths Fair, for, yeah, it's from true. here on out. And I was, well, you know, it'd be deserved. Oh. <laughs> but my, <laughs> as far as my Super, pick, Super Bowl picks go, I'm going to say the Saints and the Patriots are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. That with, would probably be a hell of a game, but I don't want to see the Patriots get there again. I'm just sick of seeing them. I don't want to see them, but I just feel like That's why I, they're going to be hard to beat. We're recording this before the Chargers-Patriots game today, yep. and I'm rooting for the Chargers. But apparently Phillip Rivers is 0-7 against, against Tom, the, Brady. Tom Brady. And he's a tough guy. To, he's beatable, though. This will be the year to do it. He's getting older. The team's not as good. I got to think there's no team that goes into a game against the Patriots that doesn't watch the Giants' Super Bowl victories over them. Like, look, <laughs> this is how we do it, guys. Come on. Just watch this. It's basically hit him. Yes. You hit start him. hitting Tom Brady, he can't do anything. Yep. Go up the middle and hit him. Easier said than done, though. But somebody has to do it. And I'm hoping the Eagles lose today as well. The Eagles lose? Again, coming from a, a Giants, Giants fan. fan. Understandable. So who are your two picks to make it to the Super Who do you uh, think is going to make it? Who do I, th- I think, um, I don't know, that, that Kansas City, well, the Patriots, I'm assuming the Patriots are going to end up beating San Diego, mm-hmm. even though I don't want it to happen. So Patriots-Kansas City would be a pretty interesting game. I like to see Kansas City get there because I've never seen them in a Super Bowl. I don't know if I've ever seen them get this far. I don't think they've ever been in a Super Bowl. I could be wrong. Always, Maybe before my time. I mean, I enjoy when someone who hasn't won it yet wins it, except for the Eagles last year. <laughs> as long as, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same. As long as it's a team I don't hate, 
and my team's already out of it. I'm like, okay, like last year I was rooting for the Vikings, my younger brother's team, but they basically at this point, if it's not uh, another Eagles Patriots, I'll be happy. Yeah, like I'm, I'm kind of pulling. I like the Saints. I like Drew Brees. He helped me for most of my fantasy football season. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, I want, I want, um, Saints Chiefs with the Chiefs winning. But I think it's going to be Saints-Patriots, and I can't even determine who would win that. It's going to be good, man. I think it's going to be a good one this year. I hope so. I hate boring Super Bowls. Oh, yeah. Like, the commercials aren't even as good as they used to be either. They're so. really not. I think they just let me do the, do the commercials. I'll just promote our podcast on it all the time. There you go. Get drunk, promote the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Watch this movie. You know, get on these podcasts. Check them out. So why don't you talk a little bit about your podcast, though, for my horror listeners Yeah, absolutely. So for anyone that doesn't know, I, of course, do Stories from a Bar, a podcast I came up with. It'll be a year this coming April, actually. Nice. I did 12 episodes last year. I kind of try to do something every three or four weeks. Took a long break over the holidays here because uh, my liver and wallet can't do it much more often than... <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> But, uh, and it's funny, I got into it, you mentioned going to that con earlier in Albany, hanging out with Anthony for mm -hmm. video game crosstalk. I started helping him out because I actually work with him during the day, the actual day job. Started doing some social media stuff for him, because uh, he had a kid, so a lot of his free time got token, taken up. I didn't know you helped him with the social media aspect of it. Uh, just a little bit. I'd post stuff, so he had a little bit more of an online presence. Because cool. I, I suspect having a toddler takes a lot of your time. Yep. <laughs> Sound like a dog. Just go lay down. <clears throat> yeah, it's not like just putting a dog in a crater. Mm -mm. You can leave a dog be most times. So then I started meeting, started going to or hanging out at a couple cons with him, talking to some podcast people. I'm like, this would be kind of fun and interesting to get into. I'm like, well, what do I like? I like I like video games. I like tech, but he already does that. You know what else I like? I like drinking beer, talking mm -hmm. to strangers, hanging out at bars, meeting people. So. It's it's kind of like that. It's just kind of randomness, basically, as I hang out most of the times at a bar or brewery or things like that. It's, uh, it's a lot of local stuff to the 518 here. Which is cool. So I've talked to a few business owners and brewery people <coughs> here in the uh, Albany, Schenectady area. And then I try to mix in some episode, some ridiculous episodes with friends. So to kind of give listeners that don't give a shit possibly yeah yep <laughs> about this area something to listen to which is cool and i was gonna i was actually gonna ask you that like how did you get into as far as what the bar owners and all that how'd you get into it with that i've always well i've always liked to go into breweries trying new beers and things like that mm -hmm. so i thought it'd be cool to i'm not gonna lie trying to get free drinks was a little bit of a <laughs> idea behind this it's a, a nice little bonus and it's paid off a couple times hey I'll tell you what, you get enough you get enough downloads and listens, which is gonna happen. It could happen. Uh it's it works out well for I haven't everyone has been all the places I've recorded have usually been pretty happy or mm -hmm. pretty willing to let me hang out and I appreciate that. I mean it's it's free promotion for them. Except, yeah. Uh I don't know how much uh how much promotion. <laughs> it, but it can certainly, I'm trying to, one of my goals this year, I'm going to definitely, I like to procrastinate a lot. I'm going to try to procrastinate less this year, try to get a little more work into the podcast this year. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's not full time. It's more of a hobby. 
yeah. the day job takes up a lot of time. Unfortunately, because if this was a full-time job, I'd be doing this shit every but day. But I've met some awesome people, uh, learned some awesome things about Albany specifically, and even the ridiculously mm-hmm. rich. I felt like I had a burp coming there, but it didn't <laughs> happen. And now I'm disappointed. Excuse me. There it is. There you go. But uh, Albany just is ridiculously rich when it comes to its history and the brewing mm-hmm. atmosphere and things like that. And I even talked to one beer historian that was just laying crazy facts on me one after the other. But uh, like I said, I tried to mix in some random episodes. We did a holiday episode with Anthony yes. talking about crazy ass holiday traditions from around yes. the world. That was fun. Did a dad jokes episode for Father's Day with Anthony again. <laughs> And uh, I've got some fun stuff coming up. I'm going to be at a bar in, in downtown Albany in a couple weeks called Lock and Key. Okay. <clears throat> they had actually contacted me, which was cool. That's awesome. It is. So I like to think the word's getting around. That's real awesome. And I'm going to be talking with the manager and the owner there, so two guys, one of which the owner who lived in Ireland for a while, and this place is supposed to be inspiration from a place he enjoyed Ooh. visiting in Ireland. So I got that coming up. I'm going to be talking with the brewer from the pump station in Albany at mm-hmm. some point. And then something I'm really looking forward to in March is there's a beer fest going on at a local hotel in Albany called the Desmond. I'm going to be walking around my with my recorder. Nice, nice. Which I have here to kind of test out how yep. well it works just in the open <clears throat> space. And I'm going to say this because I've done it before. Do not forget to bring business cards to these events. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to have a pocket full of business cards in this recorder. I'm going to try talking to the brewers. I already got my ticket. VIP, baby. So nice. I get in an hour early. Nice. And any fun drunk person I stumble across, possibly. <laughs> so if you are going to the Desmond in Albany on March 9th for this little beer fest, hit me up. Stories from a bar. You got oh, something you want to talk about? There you go. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's awesome, man. It's a great podcast. I listen to every single episode so far. You can, of course, find it on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. At Stories F-A-B, Stories Fab. Podbeam. Podbeam. Oh, yeah, it's posted all. It's growing, man. I just recently got it on Spotify, so you can find it on Podbeam. Oh, perfect. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, YouTube. YouTube. YouTube, it's great. Spotify is like a really big... I feel like it's a big deal. When I got on there, I was like, holy fucking shit, I'm on Spotify. Because so many people have Spotify. Yeah. Versus nothing against Podbean, but you know what I mean? That's what we branched from. But Spotify, because people listen to music and they listen yep. to podcasts. So he's on Spotify now, so I follow him. I am on Spotify. That's right all I now. know. I'm making a name. Yep. Same here. And uh, what else? Like I said, check it out on check me out on Facebook and Twitter, too. Yeah. The Instagram. What's your uh, Twitter handle? All that good it's stuff. At Stories FAB. Stories Just Fab. For these yep. listeners. Yep. Stories Fab. Go check them out. A lot of random drunk musings. And it's funny, I I try to still maintain some kind of balance between not being on social media mm-hmm. and living a life outside of it. Mm-hmm. And so if you ever, I do most of my tweets and things like that once the weekend rolls around. Like mm-hmm. I said, the day job takes up a lot of time. And I don't want to spend all my free time on social media. Yeah, on social media. But if you ever see me starting to rattle off a whole bunch of stuff within a few hours, it's probably because I'm drinking. Right. <laughs> Which means you need to just retweet those, <laughs> like those, and comment on those because it's going to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll see it getting probably a little more drastic <clears throat> with each one. I enjoy it. 
I really enjoy it. And I enjoyed this podcast, man. I appreciate you coming on and helping me out with this episode. Hey, man, this was fun. I, any chance to talk about Bruce Campbell, I always love to do. <laughs> well, you're welcome on anytime you want to come on here again. Like I said, well, let's do something again down the line with Bubba Hotep. And Definitely. I'll have you on Stories from a Bar Definitely. in a while. I would love to be on there. Yep. You let me know what bar. Absolutely. And we can get some drinks and talk about oh, whatever. <laughs> Mind if we take a quick pee break? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Hang on, let me hit this. Not a reflection on the actual beer. No, not a reflection. This beer is pretty good. That burp was nasty. But we're back now. And I'm just going to wrap this up. And so. uh, again, a shout out to Common Roots brewery for making an awesome beer here the good fortune ipa definitely gonna have to try out some more of their stuff and again people ipa i just learned this today <laughs> indian india pale ale you didn't know that before no oh, all right yeah maybe I did, i've and i've i just as easily just as easily i looked at this can i could have looked at another can or bottle i just never did yeah <laughs> another awesome local brewery to the 518 which is great there's a lot of them around here man it's good there area. Really is. it's a good area for beer and food there's some good oh food yeah, so there's here. some great food around here too, which is surprising, in a sense, because it's not, you know, the big city. Like I said, that's one of the things I like to do with the podcast, and that's why I like to record at these places. Which, I think, is a great, great, great thing, actually. <laughs> and we were talked about it a little earlier before we recorded. I think I learned early on. It's it's been a whole learning process for me. Mm-hmm. I basically went from having nothing to do with the podcast to doing one in a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I remember at the con, you were like, I was starting, mine had already been started. I started it last January. Anthony was already started maybe a year or two before me. Yeah. And you were like, yeah, I'm getting ready to start one soon. I'm working on it. And then boom. Yep. And uh, it was, fu- I, one of my concerns going into it was like the general background noise mm-hmm. when it came to recording, because I'm hanging out in these open public places. That hasn't been really a problem. As I've learned to adjust stuff with my editing program and everything like that, the ambient noise just kind of blends together. It's great. Yes. <laughs> the problem was, which I didn't realize the first time it happened, was background music. Yes, yes. <laughs> Not so much because of copyrights. It's because it makes editing extremely difficult when you're trying to cut out extra ums and ahs and things like that. <laughs> and then you hear a skip in a song, and it's obvious I tried to do something. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning less. It's like I said, it's been a learning process. There were a couple uh, hard episodes there for me. <laughs> See, with this one, like when I'm done with the episodes, everybody knows that listens to me. For the most part, I saw. Well, I know I'll, I'll mix it down, make it to a waveform or whatever. I forgot format. Send it to my brother because my brother he's been making beats for years, so he's been playing with this and rapping and all. So he knows this program at the back of his hand. Whatever program he uses. Nice. To, I honestly just have him clean it up for me, mix it down. He'll put the intro in for me and go from there. Like, I don't really cut too much. I don't think I, I maybe might have had him cut one thing out for me, if anything. Like, I don't really do too many cuts. And the reason why I don't, just for me, I love the bloopers in the podcast. I love the fuck ups for me because I look at it as like oh, a conversation. Yeah. I, I leave a it, lot of stuff yep, in, yeah. As like a conversation. And it's like, I really don't... I'm hanging out with people drinking. There's going to be stutters yeah. and things like yep, that. Yep, yep, exactly. And there's not too many pauses, like long pauses. That I would have them kind of cut out and just push it together. Other than that, I don't, really have, them, I don't have them cut out anything. I just yeah, leave I it all in there. Mostly any kind of pauses or, you know, bathroom breaks like we just took. <laughs> Quick funny story about a bathroom break. By the way, your dog is a freaking bear, man. He's a beast, but he's a big baby at the same time. Unless 
someone messes with me, he won't he don't like that too much. <laughs> <laughs> but um I had an episode recording with my guy Sam, right? I'm like, oh Sam, I'll be right back. I have to use the bathroom. I didn't hit stop record. <laughs> and at the time I was using um like now I use Skype, but I was using uh the hell was I using? I was using another program that Anthony told me about. And um so Sam's over here waiting for me using the bathroom. I was taking a shit, by the way, people. And he's nice. just talking to himself, watching the lines going up. So when I come up, I hear my headphones. I'm just like, what the hell is what's he laughing about? <laughs> So he could overhear you in the bathroom? Is that what this is? No, no, no. He couldn't hear me at all. But he's just talking to himself, waiting for me. And I kept that in there. Any uh, fun surprises when you went back to listen to the audio? I did listen to it again. (laughs) And I just laughed. It was just him talking, watching the lines. He was telling me what he was doing when I came back. I was like, I was recording that whole time. He's like, are you going to keep it in here? I was like, yeah, I'm not cutting that out. I can't. I didn't hear that one. I have to. What episode was that? I have to go back and listen to that one. Uh, it was within the first ten. I'll All tell right. you. In a, I'll tell you when we're done recording. Right, yeah. And then, um, I had my very first episode. I'll tell you this story real quick before we completely wrap it up. My very first. Still episode, trying to polish off these last beers. Yes. <laughs> yes. I. Uh, it was me, my brother Henry, my good friend Rob. We were driving out to Scaricarn, um, last last well two years ago now, and. I had this little mini recorder my wife got for me. Never used it. Of course, as a man, we don't read directions like we should. Why would we? We can when we can just ask our phones or GPS for one I, thing. I didn't do any of that. Oh, all right, even better. I turned it on. There's one switch to turn it on. Another switch to you know hit record. So I turn it on, hit record. We're talking for a good hour. This was supposed to be the first episode. <laughs> you doing a selfie? Selfie. I don't. <laughs> I rarely do selfies. And um. He, uh, he, me. So, you know, we're talking, recording, recording. Stop at the first restaurant to go, to, you know, take our PP breaks and all this stuff. So instead of hitting save, which I didn't know at the time, I just turned the thing off. Okay, good. Get back to driving. Record the whole way there. Record the whole way back. I get home. I'm like, all right, cool. I got my first episode done. And there we go. Action shot. Yes. And I had nothing. I had nothing at all. But I was happy it happened when it did. Again, now, this is for you people who want to start podcasting. Don't let something like that screw you up. Don't let something like that bother I, uh, you. I, everything I learned about podcasting, I learned from watching YouTube. <laughs> I learned from fucking up. <laughs> that, too. I, uh, oh, God. I YouTube, I YouTube search so much stuff when it comes to the, smart. the editing mm-hmm. and equipment and how to use the equipment and things like that. For the equipment, like for this mixer I have over here. I did it for the equipment, but as far as, like, recording, like, this program, I've seen my brother use it a thousand times, and he kind of showed me the basics of it. Mm-hmm. So this I can use, and it's just, and again, like I said, I sent it to him anyway. But it is smart. Use YouTube, people. Go out there. Use your Googles. Use your YouTube. It's, it's there. It's free, which is, like, the best. You don't have to pay for it. Can't argue with free. You cannot. You cannot argue with free. All right, you want to wrap this up? Yes, sir. So, again, you want to plug your podcast one more time? Yeah, Stories from a Bar. Check it out. I talk to a lot of places around Albany, breweries. I hang out with friends, talk about ridiculous stuff, all usually while drinking. Mm-hmm. Met some awesome people. I've got some fun stuff lined up, so be on the lookout. You can follow <laughs> Stories from a Bar on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, if you're a bar or brewery that's interested in having me come in and hang out, I'd love to talk to you. You can email me at stories. <laughs> stories fab at gmail.com 
or at yahoo.com. I think I have both. I do have both. And, yeah. <laughs> and as you know, ladies and gentlemen, where you can find me, or, well, first of all, if you ever want to be a guest on this episode, on this podcast, horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. Send me an email. I'll respond as soon as I can. We can get something worked out. I have two groups. So I have a Facebook group and a Facebook page on Facebook, Horror with Sir Sturdy. As far as my platforms, if you're if you're hearing this, you know what platform I'm on. But if you want to tell some friends, I'm on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, many more. I'm on YouTube. High um, Roller. What else? I do play PlayStation every once in a while, joking around. Hey, I do too. My PSN is Sir underscore Sturdy. Um, I get on Twitch. Hey, let me let me throw out my PlayStation name because yes. I don't have a lot of PlayStation friends. <laughs> yeah, I need your. I'm gonna have to edge. Yeah, all right. It's. I forgot it. <laughs> I think it's C S Osborne twenty four C S O S B O R N E two four. He thinks I do. I have a switch too, but I have no idea what my friend code is. <laughs> it's good to get it out there though, because you meet some I, fun people. Yeah, on you, there. you do, but I don't. I don't do a lot of multiplayer. This whole thing was pointless. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I'm on Twitch too. I do Twitch on there right now. I'm playing a lot of Red Dead with my brother. You know, we're the Chocolate nice. Cowboys. The Chocolate Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Which well, let, let me ask you this. I, I played Red Dead. I put a lot of time into it. I, I beat it a couple weeks ago. And you know there's versions of the clan in there you can eventually come across, right? Have you come across any of them? No, I just started playing the story mode the other day. I didn't play it too long because I've been playing it's online. Not e- it's not even part of the story mode, which I was super disappointed with. Oh, it's on? It's randomness. I looked it up because I was getting close to the end of the story, and I knew that. And I really wanted to kill some clan members. <laughs> Me too. Because you actually get good reputation points for that, as well you should. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm promoting killing in real life. but No. Video game. game. Video game. <laughs> Apparently, there's three different scenarios, but it's pretty, it is strictly random as to when you could run into them around the world map. I'm like, really? oh, I'm not going to pump in hours with the hope of running into one of these three scenarios. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> well, then let me give you a warning. From what I was reading, if you do happen to stumble across clan members in the game, uh, don't kill them before you get to hear or read their dialogue because it's supposed to be pretty funny. <laughs> okay. I will. And then I'm going to kill them. Yes. Are they on? Are they in the online part too, or do you know? I don't think it has anything to do with the online part. It's just regular game. Just in the regular story? There's, there's just so much detail and epicness in that game. It's, it's such a fun fucking game. Oh, it was great. Such a fun game. So, yes, we're going to wrap this up. You guys know where to find me. And um, and me now, too, yes. Yes, yes. And I'm, I'm on Twitter now. So Nice. Are you on Instagram? I don't think. I, uh, I'm not on Instagram. Okay. Just because, for me, with the podcasting stuff, I'm good with just the Facebook and the Twitter and you guys can email me. I never had an Instagram before I started the podcast. And then the cons I go to. So hopefully I see you guys there. So again, Chris, thank yes. you for and coming on. Saturday, March 9th. If you're going to that beer fest at the Desmond Hotel, I'll be walking around, stumbling around my recorder. So feel free to hit me up. Yes. I'm gonna have, I might have to try to make an appearance there. So I'm going to make sure my date's open. And I might have to make a little appearance. So you might hear me on stories from a bar. Absolutely. Drunk. You, you will be on at some point. I guarantee it. Yes. Guarantees it. You hear that, people? Yes. <clears throat> and um, Donald, I'm gonna tweet you one more time. I'm gonna follow you to tweet you one more time. While you're waiting for this wall to be built or not to be built, you need to listen to Horror with Sir Sturdy. Get some laughs in. <laughs> you're wasting time anyway, so just you know, uh, while you're wasting your time, listen to this. Not like he has anything important to do. Exactly. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, 
I'll see you in your nightmares. I'm scared. <laughs>